Good morning, I'm uh, Brother Adam, I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, if you would, turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 2. John uh, chapter 2. As you turn there, I want to remind you that our connection groups, uh, our small group ministry, it starts back tonight. Uh, it'll be eight weeks uh, for this fall term, and so I uh, want to make you aware of that. If you uh, have waited to the last minute, there is a place on the connection card. We have the group leaders uh, listed there, so if you want to sign up last minute, uh, you can, and we'll let those leaders know that you're coming, uh, but you can just check the group that, uh, that you are interested in being a part of, and uh, we'll let them know that you'll uh, be there tonight, or if you can't make it tonight, you'll, you'll be there next week, but uh, excited about that ministry. There's a lot of uh, changes in that ministry as far as leadership and uh, some, some people are switching around, going to different groups, and I'm really excited uh, about this fresh start that we're getting in our Connection Group uh, ministry. So John chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Here's what it says. Uh, it says, On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there, for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, and his mother and his brothers and his disciples and they stayed there for a few days. I'll be honest, the first thing that I thought of when I read this text was, I don't know about the water to wine, but water to milk would be awesome for me. Um, some of you know this about my family. We drink an obscene amount of milk, okay? I'm not saying we drink a lot of milk. I'm saying we drink an obscene amount of milk. Sometimes I feel like it's my, my primary purpose or most consuming purpose in life is to make sure that the milk doesn't run out. So I'm always, we don't even, I don't even ask do we need milk. I just know on the way home, get a couple of gallons. That's why I wanted to cry when Dollar General, Dollar General opened in Parker's Chapel. It changed my life. Like it really did. When we travel, um, I just got this thing. If I go into a grocery store, I go, even if I don't need milk, which we normally do, but even if I don't, 
I go and look at the milk prices. I'm just fascinated by it. Um, I, some of you, some of you sent me pictures when you're traveling because you know this about me. I think the winners are the stubs who found, I think, 80-something cents a gallon in New Jersey. Uh, I, I, like, I, I thought about moving there. Like, I love where I live, but that may be one thing that would, it would be like getting a huge raise. And I know the, peop- the, the ladies at Dodger, they must talk about me because I came in uh, one time and we were going to leave for vacation the next morning. I grabbed one gallon and I walk up to the cashier and I set it there and she said, that ain't going to be enough for your family. <laughs> I said, I said I'm going on, we're going on vacation in the morning. We got about half a gallon so I think a gallon and a half is going to get us through to when we leave on vacation. She said, okay then. And I wanted to hug her because I was like, you see my struggle. You see the struggle that I have. The milk is always running out. We live in a world of limited resources. If you're a parent of a big family, your energy is always running out. Amen? At the end of the month, do you ever get to the point where there's still a week left and all the budget categories are empty and the money has run out? Or as you get older, your health is running out. We live in a world of finite resources. Everything we hold dear on this earth seems to run out out and I really want to just to because I think the text the, the point of the text this morning is simple it's that the only hope we have as finite beings in a finite world is a sovereign savior who miraculously saves in our text this morning we have a problem arise and that problem was that the wine had run out If we are not careful, we may miss the extent of this crisis because of the cultural expanse that exists between us and when this was written. So I think just understanding a little bit about the culture, we need to understand weddings in the ancient Near Middle East. Like you think your wedding was amazing, right? Because you had both white cake and chocolate cake. And you had some mixed nuts and like... You had a 40-minute service and like an hour and a half minute uh, um, reception and it was great and you had this amazing wedding. And the people in biblical times would say, get that mess out of here. Because their wedding would last days, if not an entire week. Days and days of celebration and joy and enjoying themselves, it was a big deal. And it appears that this was a large wedding because everyone kind of happened to be there, right? Like Jesus was invited, his mom had been invited, the disciples were there. Everybody, it seems like, that we've been introduced thus far in the book of John had been invited to this wedding. It was a big and important wedding, it seems. In this day, the groom's family actually paid for the wedding. I'm now on a crusade for that. As, as, as a father of, of one boy and three girls, I'm all about let's change this back 
to this. And I think I've got some support because uh, we we got the Browns and and uh, and and lots of uh, the flurries. We got lots of people that would probably join me in that crusade. The curls, a lot of girls, a lot of families with girls that would love to see that cultural change. During this wedding, Jesus' mother becomes aware of a problem, that the wine had ran out. And some have speculated that maybe Mary was in charge of catering this wedding. Maybe Maybe she had a side job as a caterer. She was in charge of the wine. That's why she was so concerned. I don't know about that because I think she was just being a mom, right? She was just being a mom. I heard something's wrong, and I'm going to go try to fix it. Like, how many in here would say, hey, that's my mom? I think she was just being your typical mom that's just kind of a mother to everyone and just saw that this family was struggling because of the wine running out and so she wants to try to help fix it we also need to understand wine in this culture wine in the scriptures is synonymous with joy and prosperity psalm 104 15 says this god gives wine to gladden the heart of man oil to make his face shine and bread to strengthen man's hearts it's seen as god's blessing we see in proverbs 3 uh, verses 9 and 10 it says honor the lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of all your produce then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine it was a sign of god's blessing on your life the lack of wine was a sign of god's punishment deuteronomy 28 39 you shall plant vineyards and dress them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worm shall eat them. Hosea 9, 2, the threshing floor and wine vat shall not feed them, and the new wine shall fail them. And so it was often God painted a picture of his judgment in the absence of wine. So you put all of this together and you see that this was a major problem for the bride and the groom and their families, especially the groom's family. There are still days probably left of this wedding celebration and this centerpiece of joy and of God's favor has run out. Throw in there that we're dealing with a shame culture. Like we're dealing with a culture where when something big goes wrong especially at a social event people don't forgive it like like in our culture we may say oh that's too bad it's all right well we're fine like in that culture like it would be like god's cursing y'all on the on the day of your wedding you're being cursed because the wine ran out and they may carry that that omen so to speak for the rest of their life it was a big deal to this family so mary seeks to get jesus involved in the solution and and jesus doesn't initially desire to get involved it says in uh, and jesus said to her woman what does this have to do with me my hour has not yet come and this seems to be a rebuke towards mary first it seems that she's overstepped her bounds 
It seems like Jesus is, is, is saying, hey, listen, my miracles that I do, it's between me and the Father and the Holy Spirit. It's not my mom. So I think that's where I, you see a sense of woman, you know. It's, I would not recommend any children here call your mom woman. That's probably not going to go well for you. But in Jesus' case, she was overstepping some very, very important boundaries. And I think in, in religions uh, of our day that try to say, well, pray to Mary because she can get to Christ, I think this text shows us that Jesus isn't a pushover to his mom. That he's willing to, to rebuke her. And I think the second thing that Christ rebukes here is that that, that she was trying to push, rush things, right? She was trying to, uh, we, we know that, that in the fullness of time, we talked about a few weeks ago, the fullness of time Christ came. We know that everything that happened, happened with this time frame where it was very important. It, it was at just the right time that Christ revealed himself in certain ways to certain people. So the moment of him publicly revealing himself had not yet come. And so Mary, she kind of takes the rebuke and then she kind of doesn't, right? Like she doesn't rebuke him back, she just simply ignores it and says to the servants, hey, do what he tells you to do. Says his mother said to his servants, do whatever he tells you. So Jesus decides to, to go along with the request. And it seems that the way it, it goes down, Jesus had, had found a solution concerning the timing of the miracle as well as a purpose for this miracle. And so he goes along with it. The solution of the timing of the miracle was solved by this uh, particular miracle being kept on the down low. As far as we could tell, the only people who knew of this miracle was Jesus, his disciples, the servants, and Mary maybe or maybe not some of the groom's family. So the hour of Christ to publicly go kind of establish his miracles and signs, it, it, remained, it remained intact. Okay, this wasn't a public, everybody see how amazing Christ is. This was a miracle for a few people to see. And so he wasn't going to violate the timing of going public. But it seems also that Christ found a purpose in this miracle, and that is the faith of his disciples. Verse 11, it says this, The first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So this miracle, as, as the disciples began to follow Christ, they knew he was special. But it was this miracle that that really made them go all right game on like this is really this is really him like this is really the savior this is really the uh, the, the messiah that has power over all things so the miracle itself jesus has them take six jars okay with the capacity of up to 30 gallons and has them fill the jars to the brim with water. So know this, it's to the brim with water. There's nothing else in this jar but water. 
Then he instructed them to take out a sample and take it to the master of the feast. And lo, and behold, it was now wine. If you're going to do the math, that's, that's as much as 180 gallons of wine. That's a lot of wine. That's probably as much milk as we drink in a month. It's a lot of wine. This in, uh, this in and of itself would have been an amazing miracle. 180 gallons of water that is suddenly turned to wine. But notice what the master of the feast says. He says, everyone serves the good wine first, and then people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. So not only does Jesus miraculously change the water to wine, he changes it to very, very, very good wine to make the master of the house go, why'd you save this stuff? This is the best stuff. So we see in this great, amazing miracle that Jesus is our sovereign Savior. But this first problem that Jesus saw foreshadows for us what he is here to do. The only hope we have as finite beings in a finite world is a sovereign Savior who miraculously saves. Listen to me. Everything the world has to offer is ultimately going to run out. Everything in this life that we seek satisfaction in will one day not deliver what it has promised. Even those things that are well and good are only things that temporarily bring joy. Get all the money you can, but know this, that when you're dead in your coffin, your net worth isn't going to matter. It's going to be a fight over the people that are left behind of who gets it. Listen, you can seek satisfaction in your kids, and sure, you should seek joy in your kids. That's great, but know this. They're going to leave home. And they're going to go start their own family. And they're not going to be there forever. Hopefully, they're going to leave home. Relish your health and, man, eat salads and, and try to keep your weight uh, in, a, in a healthy uh, area. But know this, that eventually that health's going to run out. You can eat all the kale in the world. You can, you can do keto, you can do whatever it is you want to do, but eventually the health's going to run out. Because the wine always runs out. The wine always runs out. So what is the hope in our broken world where things always run out is the same hope that existed in this wedding, the super supernatural hope work of the Son of God. It is Christ alone that can fix the brokenness of the world. It is Christ alone that can come to you in your deepest time of need and supernaturally solve your problems. Now, let's be clear here. Will Jesus always miraculously fix your problems in the way that you want Him to fix them? 
Every time there's a lack in your life, can we pray and He will come to the rescue and turn the water to wine, so to speak? Will He send that check in the mail when the budget is short? Will He give you that boost of energy at the end of the day when you need to get the kids in bed? Will He always take the cancer away when your health is running out? No. Just ask Paul. Paul had a need in his life, and it was to have a thorn. And we don't know exactly what it is, but he had something that was plaguing him, that was hurting him, and he asked time and time again, multiple times, God, remove this. It hurts. It's a struggle for me to have this in my life. Could you remove it? And what is Jesus' reply to him in 2 Corinthians 12, 9? My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's beautiful. When you find yourself in need, ask God for help. Beg Him to change the water to wine, to do something miraculously and sometimes he will he loves to come in and rescue his people when they're hurting when they need that healing when they need what they're lacking but other times he will leave that need there and give you something even better and that's himself sometimes the wound is there not to be healed, but as an entryway for Christ. Know this, that Christ is preparing a world in which the wine will never run out. Okay? So even though we, we deal with things on this life, sometimes He miraculously comes, He changes the water to the wine, sometimes He doesn't. And sometimes he just says, hey, I'm sufficient. I'm sufficient. I'll take care of you. You're going to know my strength and your weakness. But there's going to come a day when he is going to miraculously remove all that hurts us and all the need, all the insufficiencies in our lives. In John 19, 28, on the cross, says, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, he said, I thirst. Christ on the cross suffered, including thirst, so that there would come a time when he could open up the floodgates of the blessings of God, and so that we would one day, eternally, never, ever, ever know thirst. That we would never, ever again know dissatisfaction. But that we, for all of eternity, would be filled with the joy and the glory of Christ. Isaiah 25, prophesying of that day, says this in verses 6 through 8. On this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all the people the feast of rich food. A feast of well aged wine of rich food full of marrow of aged wine 
well refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all the faces and the reproaches of his people. He will take away from all the earth for the Lord has spoken. He's going to prepare a feast of amazing food and of well-aged wine. Amos 9.13 Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed. The mountains shall drip sweet with wine and all the, all the hills shall flow with it. It will restore the fortunes of my people Israel. So the wine, not only is it going to be, you're not going to struggle, it's the, the mountains are going to flow with it. It's going to flow with the glory and the joy of Christ that will never, ever run out. Jesus, through the cross, has eternally solved the wine problem. One day, all the dissatisfaction all the fleeting joys of this world that seem to seep through our fingers will forever be changed through the eternal, never-ending blessings of the joy of God. Amen? Whatever you are pursuing outside of Christ Himself, know that it has an expiration date. And if it doesn't expire, it's eventually going to run the only hope that you have as a finite being in a finite world is a sovereign, eternal Savior who will miraculously save. Listen to me, the same Christ that turned that water to wine desires to miraculously sustain your own life with His provision of Himself. In that moment, the disciples believed do you believe? Have you come to that moment where you have gazed upon Christ and you have known this is Him, this is the One? If you have it, then all that you love and hold dear on this earth is going to run out. But if you, like the disciples, will believe you, like the disciples, will turn to the Christ who died for us. And you will know an eternal satisfaction when the mountains will flow with the joy of God's wine. I'm going to ask you to please stand as our musicians come. And just respond however God is placed on your heart this morning. To the one who can solve the wine problem. Not just at a wedding, but an eternal wine problem that we have in needing the joy, everlasting joy of God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for glimpses like this of the fact that you are 
sovereign, that God, you sent Christ to rule sovereignly in our world, that he can do miraculous works in our moments of need. God, we come here as people who come here as patience is running out, that energy is running out, satisfaction is running out, money is running out. And we live in a world where things are always running out. God, you are our only hope. God, help us to trust in you, to turn to you, the sovereign, miraculous, eternal Savior that we need in our finite selves and our finite world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.